Hello and welcome back to Recover to Flourish, the podcast that aims to debunk all things eating disorder recovery and bring a bit of light to your eating disorder recovery journey. I'm your host, Keandra. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach and I'm a survivor of an eating disorder. And in this podcast, we delve into the very insights and wisdom I used in my own recovery journey. If you haven't already, I invite you to join our community by hitting that follow button and leaving a rating. Every follow and every rating not only keeps this podcast alive, but it also extends our reach to more listeners worldwide, spreading the invaluable information that I share in this podcast. Your presence here matters and I genuinely appreciate every single one of you listening, so I hope you know that. So whether you're on the path to recovery, supporting someone on their own recovery journey, or just curious about this important topic, you're in the right place. So stay tuned for another empowering episode. Over to the show. Welcome back. And in today's episode, it is our last one of 2023. I cannot believe I am saying that. I feel like this year has literally flown I think I say that every year, but this year in particular, yet so much has happened. You know, I have had such a whirlwind of a year in both positive and definitely challenging times, but I am here. I am at the end of 2023 and so are you because you are listening to this episode. And to dive right in, I really want to talk all things intention setting and New Year's resolutions. I suppose exploring how New Year's resolutions can be challenging and what categories they fall into and why, you know, one can often slip up when creating New Year's resolutions. I think often people every January or, you know, New Year's Eve set New Year's resolutions and then don't stick to them. And I often find that, you know, in, for me in the past, New Year's resolutions were a lot around diet and weight loss. And it's no, um, you know, coincidence that it's a very societally based thing as well. Like I often find in marketing and, you know, social media that there is this skew towards fitness and health in January and often resolutions tie with that. But you know, it doesn't mean that it's always positive for those who are in eating disorder recovery. And I think hearing other people's resolutions is going to be really, really stressful if you're working on eating disorder recovery. Because according to a CBS news poll, it said losing weight or improving health is the most common resolution last year. And when we hear about family, peers, co-workers talk about, you know, their fitness journey or weight loss, it can bring up so much feeling of discomfort with our own body image and habits. And often is that our own drive towards implementing such resolutions. But it really, you know, is important to separate a resolution and intention. And I think it's also worth noting New Year's resolutions often fall into two categories. You might have not known this already, but two categories of resolution, avoidance and approach goals. So avoidance goals tend to minimize or stop behaviors. So in the context of eating disorder recovery, you might aim to stop checking the nutrition label for calorie counting of food or approach goals focus on adding behaviors. For example, devoting time to adding fear foods back into your diet. 
And again, I'm getting all study-based with you today, but a 2020 study showed approach goals were much easier to follow than avoidance goals. Uh, And generally, people were more likely to add behaviors rather than remove them. Um, So it's really important to understand your goals moving forward. And as I'm saying, I'm kind of going off on a bit of a tangent, but this time of year is perfect to reflect on the past year and on what goals you'd like to accomplish and how you plan to get there. You know, but it's also worthwhile noting that try not to set unrealistic or elevated expectations of yourself and unrealistic goals. I think it's worthwhile not jumping in into a or digging yourself a bit of a hole and actually the goals you set do you more mental and physical harm than good. And in today's podcast, after a very long-winded introduction, I'm going to be talking about reframing New Year's resolutions and setting intentions for yourself. It's really, really important to set goals and resolutions for yourself. In fact, setting goals has been, you know, has shown to have so many benefits for our psychological, emotional, and physical well-being. And if we think about coaching, and this is a lot of what I work on with my clients, goals and setting goals is a really important part of the coaching process. You know, it, it helps us look back also on progress you've already made and actually have something to work towards. And therefore, if you're not working with a coach, it really is helpful to set goals based on your recovery. I think it's worthwhile also noting, even setting goals with coaching clients, you know, recovery is not linear and sometimes you can regress and that is normally, normally the case and so normal. But I think it's being compassionate with yourself being able to work towards goals, even if they need to be amended or be changed. It's all worth the effort. So with that being said, you know, how do we actually set intentions or goals for recovery, for eating disorder recovery, to actually set realistic and meaningful intentions? I think Number one, it's setting realistic timelines. So I think one mistake that I often see people do when they create goals or New Year's resolutions is set a unrealistic timeline with things. And I think it's really easy to underestimate how long you think a goal will take to meet. The reality is that habits, especially hardwired habits like eating disorder rituals and routines and behaviors can take effort and patience to implement. When we think about neural rewiring, that's not an overnight process. And it's worthwhile noting that for any goals that you do create. You know, goals often involve a journey to get there, full of ups and downs and setbacks and hard times. And it's not a straight and linear path, and therefore it can take time to get there. So if you give yourself unrealistic timelines, you're setting yourself up for defeat. And especially with the perfectionist mindset of somebody with an eating disorder, oftentimes if you've set a a goal for yourself, you'll want to meet it. You'll want to live up your expectations. But if it is unrealistic to start with, it can bring a lot of anxiety and pressure and feeling of letting yourself down and 
I think it's remembering that many habits and behaviors take days and weeks to stick. And science tells us that majority of people need at least 66 days before a habit becomes automatic. That's over two months. So we need to think about that in the respect of challenging any behavior. You know, fear foods, you know, doing something over time, over two months, repeatedly, then it won't be scary. It's like anything, a new behavior. If you implement snacks, do it for at least two months and it will be less scary. And I think it's not being so hard on yourself with impractical expectations. You know, it's given yourself time and compassion used to your new intentions. Honestly, don't be so hard on yourself from the get-go. Set realistic expectations for the timeline. I think it's also about, you know, shifting perspective. So we talk about resolutions and intentions. I've kind of been using them synonymously, but really instead of setting resolutions, we set intentions and intentions is very much setting your attention on the outcome of a scenario. So I've been talking a lot to my clients recently about the law of attraction and they're probably sick of hearing from me about the law of attraction, but I really like the principle of it. It's not magic, and that's what I like about it. It is planning, positive thinking, and action. And very much like where you where your focus goes, your energy flows. And that's the same on intentions. You know, a resolution often focuses on the outcome of a scenario, but an intention is very much about what you can do to achieve an outcome you know, what things can you put in place to actually, you know, help you enter the the year on the right foot. They're not defined by a future and they're not meant to be perfect. And I often find that resolutions actually feed into that eating disorder mindset of I need to, I need to make this perfect resolution for myself. Whereas an intention is actually what you want to put your focus on and therefore will grow. I think with that, it's taking some quiet time just to meditate on what truly matters to you, what you want for yourself. You know, take some moments now, even pause this podcast and allow your thoughts to wander, to explore the depth of your desires and just let your words flow or your thoughts flow, you know, and create your unique intention. And it can be, you know, multiple intentions. For instance, a recovery intention could be, I intend to respect and honor my body's needs. You know, I think it's noticing the gentle and compassionate tone of that intention. It's not a command. It's an expression of self-care and self-love. You know, it's giving yourself the love and care that you need. I think it's next really important to recognize that we need to stay flexible and fluid. You know, recovery isn't making a single monumental decision and then everything falls into place. It's more like a journey with twists and turns and ups and downs. Instead of like giving yourself a rigid roadmap like resolutions often do, it's allowing yourself to have some flexibility. We all know that life happens and things don't go as planned. Recovery often doesn't go as planned. You could get poorly, you could go away, 
things could happen, life happens. And so when you make your intentions flexible, you're setting yourself up for success to stick with them. So don't be part of a group that gives up before February comes because they didn't stay flexible with their goals. And that is why the majority of these so-called healthy diets or weight loss diets don't work. They all fail because they're inflexible. They're unable to be achieved because they are rigid. So when it comes to recovery, don't create a rigid goal for yourself. Make it flexible. Have a look at what that actually could look like for you. You know, it can help you with these intentions. It can give you a like flexible roadmap to to help you challenge the terrain of recovery. Literally, it's like a an up up and down journey, twists and turns with no map a lot of the time. And one size does not fit all. Your path is going to look so different from somebody else's and that's perfectly okay. Your intentions for your recovery are going to be different from somebody else's and that is okay. I think next, it's often good to get specific. You know, now that you have your intention and your path, it's time to get really, really clear And this is where the SMART criteria come into play. So if you've ever done business or if you've ever been at school, you might have been um, told the SMART criteria and that's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time bound goals. So let's break it down. Your intention is like, I suppose, a beacon of light, you know, guiding you towards a better future, but it needs a concrete, concrete plan to transform into reality. Getting specific means defining the exact steps you will take to honour your intention. So going back to the example intention that I said before, I intend to respect and honour my body's needs. So that's actually quite wishy-washy. The nicest possible way is how do we measure that? How do we get specific with that? So for instance, you can set yourself an alarm Every day, 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 5 p.m., that reminds you to pause what you're doing, take three deep breaths, and tune into your body's physical needs. And actually, say an affirmation to yourself, a positive affirmation that's going to guide your recovery. Get a journal for daily check ins, and every day at three, write about, you know, what you sense your craving socially, emotionally, intellectually, physically, nutritionally. By getting specific, you're transforming your intention from this vague desire into a concrete plan of action, but it still allows for flexibility. You're setting yourself up for success because you know exactly what needs to be done. Instead of just saying, I want food freedom. And and I often find clients when we're setting up smart goals at the start, they'll come and they say, oh, I want to achieve food freedom. Okay, that's all well and good, but how do we actually get you there? Food freedom is like, the umbrella. We need things that go underneath the umbrella. And that is where setting up smart goals is really helpful. I would spend some time after today's episode and actually sit down and create a few smart goals for you and your recovery. It's a brilliant way to set some intentions for yourself and actually work towards your recovery in a positive way rather than getting sucked in to diet culture. And on a side note, next week's episode to start January is all going to be all about how to steer clear of diet culture and maintain your recovery. But this intention setting is a great way of actually creating that groundwork for you. I think finally, 
I'm going to talk about accountability. One thing that I think is integral with recovery. So it's building a support system around your intentions and your goals. So a great way to hold yourself accountable is to have a support system around you. So building that community that you can go to in times of struggle and will greatly improve your overall life. So as humans, we are social beings. We crave, you know, being social with people, having a laugh, actually having to talk to and having a intention buddy is like a co-pilot on your recovery journey. You know, it could be a recovery provider, such as a coach or a therapist. It could be a trusted family member or a close friend. That person actually has their own intention. You know, it could be anything. It could be a family member having the intention to be nicer to themselves. And you will have your intention. And, you know, if you hear your friends and family talking about superficial or unrealistic resolutions, I also want to note you do not need to join in in that conversation. You know, if you do feel inclined, you can discuss with them what you've learned about intentions versus resolutions from this episode. You know, and additionally, feel free to share them this episode and maybe they will get a different awareness of actually setting intentions and specific goals with those intentions to bring them into the new year. I know for me, when I've spoken to friends and family who've created these new New Year's resolutions, it often does them more harm and good and sets themselves up for, you know, feeling upset, feeling like they didn't succeed, you know, but actually setting an intention with a family member and changing their perspective perspective on New Year's resolutions can really help reinforce your commitment to your intention and your recovery. So that's my tips for actually setting intentions for the new year. Now to recap, and I want to set you a bit of an activity, you know, if you have any time, you know, follow this intention setting activity in a good space heading into the new year. So grab a pen and paper or your journal and take a moment to reflect, deep breaths, and reflect on two to three overarching themes or pillars that you'd like to focus on for the new year. You know, maybe that is incorporating more fear foods, you know, improving your relationships, working on your social interactions, working on your relationship with exercise, etc., etc. Now, I want you to go a bit deeper on those three key groups or pillars. It could be four, but I'd recommend not doing too many because you'll be overwhelmed. And write a few intentions with those themes and those pillars. So try to not think about it as an end point as I want to, you know, I suppose drink more water. Instead, what mindset do you need to be in to reach that end point? What journey will get you to that goal? So for instance, I want to start and follow my morning routine or my goal is to prioritize more self-care time and rest. So now that you have those few intentions, write down one tangible step that you can take for each of those intentions and these should be flexible. Also, try not to do more than one, otherwise you will feel very, very overwhelmed. So that is an activity. A little bonus is think of a short affirmation that basically encompasses how you'd like to feel moving into the new year. You know, 
things like I am resilient, I am enough, I am capable of achieving happy things, I am capable of doing anything I put my mind to, and write these words or affirmations or phrases on a sticky note or add it to your phone wallpaper or a Pinterest board. You know, oftentimes I like clients or myself to create vision boards. So I think the takeaway is goals are really, really important. You know, they are, they motivate us, they help provide structure, but resolutions can often be rigid and, you know, create a sense of um, dismay or pressure. So create intentions and flexible goals, reflect on your past accomplishments and work towards recovery. And I hope by listening to this podcast, you feel encouraged to reframe your resolutions, no more diet culture, BS, excuse my language, and focus on recovery intentions instead. So please try and practice the activities that I've provided. It's a really good self-care activity as well. You know, you can do it by yourself or you can do it with your friends and family and focus on setting yourself up for success this coming year. I am just like so grateful for this community as well. You have all done such amazing things just showing up and listening. I think as we always say is awareness is the first step towards change. You know, you are here, you are listening and whether you are, you know, at the end of your recovery journey or not even started your recovery journey. I am so proud of you and I hope you know that. And I hope 2024 brings amazing things for each and every one of you listening. I am going to be launching my community very early new year. So keep your ears peeled for an announcement of that and everything on my social media. As always, everything that I've mentioned will be down in the description. Please make sure to share and follow this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you do have time. Any review is so, so, so appreciated. It helps me do what I do and it helps me bring more episodes to your ears every single week. So I just want to thank you all for being here and showing up and having the guts to do recovery. It is so hard, but you are on that journey and I'm here every step of the way. So for now, happy new year, wherever you are, And wherever you're listening, you are so loved. So I will speak to you in the next one in the new year, 2024. My gosh. And yes, take care, my loves. We'll speak soon.